If you want to see the full video interviews of this podcast, visit yahoonews.com or find us on social media at Yahoo News. I'm Zainab Selby. Welcome to the Through Her Eyes podcast, where I'll explore current news from a woman's perspective. We see the world through her truth, through her defiance, through her grit. This is Through Her Eyes. What does it mean to be a woman who knows how to fight, be it in the battlefield, in a war zone, or on the Senate floor? Senator Tammy Duckworth is that woman. Thank you, Illinois, for this unbelievable honor. Tammy Duckworth was elected to the U.S. Senate for Illinois in 2016 after serving four years in the House. But her career began in the military. She was a lieutenant colonel in the Army for 23 years and served in the Iraq War as a helicopter pilot. In 2004, she was struck down. A rocket propelled grenade hit our helicopter, exploding in my lap, ripping off one leg, crushing the other, and tearing my right arm apart. But I kept trying to fly until I passed out. Duckworth has a reputation for speaking her mind about the state of the country. I didn't shed blood to defend this nation. I didn't give up literally parts of my body to have the Constitution trampled on. And about President Donald Trump. Because she is one of the few politicians in Congress who has fought in combat, Duckworth is using her voice to advocate for veterans and active duty military alike, which often puts her in direct opposition to President Trump. This ban wrecks the same kind of bigotry that once led our units to be segregated by skin color. The same kind of narrow-mindedness that keep women out of combat and silenced gay service members. Today, we see war and politics through the eyes of Senator Tammy Duckworth. Senator Duckworth, welcome to Through Her Eyes. It's good to be on. It is a pleasure to have you. Let's talk about war because you have served in war and you have paid a personal price. Was that war worth it? My sacrifice was not for Iraq and was not for the war. My sacrifice was for service to my country. And for me, it was more than worth it because I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the supremacy of the civilian over the military. That's why we don't have military juntas in the United States. And so even though I did not support the war in Iraq, um, even though I did not vote for President Bush, he was our commander-in-chief. The Supreme Court said he was the legally elected. And the United States Congress voted for the war in Iraq. And as a soldier, as a professional soldier who truly believes um, that the civilian is supreme over the military, it was my, my privilege to go serve. The president's lack of military service is a real point of contention for the senator. On several occasions, she has blasted President Trump for not serving in the Vietnam War because he said he had bone spurs in his feet. You have recently called the commander-in-chief right now, President Trump, um, a draft dodger, uh, a coward, cadet bone spurs. (laughs) How deep is your disrespect of him? Well, he's disrespectful to those who've served in uniform. I'm not one who likes to go out and say names, but don't attack the military and don't attack our military men and women, because if you do, I will be there to defend them. Trump's recent interview with Piers Morgan set her off. You were not able to serve in Vietnam because of the bone spur condition in your feet. Do you wish you'd been able to serve? Would you like to have served your country? 
Well, I was never a fan of that war, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was a, a terrible war. I thought it was very far away. Nobody ever, you know, you're talking about Vietnam, and at that time, nobody ever heard of the country. Senator Duckworth tweeted in response, hashtag cadet bone spur, no one cares whether you are a fan of the Vietnam War. I'm sorry, but it's baloney. It's baloney. He dodged a draft for um, five times using his personal privilege to get out of serving. He came up with a bogus uh, uh, diagnosis of a bone spur, which he can't even tell you what foot it was in. If it was that bad, you would remember. And so don't attack members of the military. Don't wrap yourself in the flag as if you're some great patriot. Yet when your nation called and asked you to respond, you didn't. So I want to ask you about that because he said... I would not have minded to serve in the Vietnam War, he's meaning, uh, and it would have been an honor to serve, actually. But I think I make up for it right now because we are rebuilding our military at a level that is never seen before. How do you respond to that? Baloney. <laughs> it was the United States Senate that voted for that budget to put money back into our military. If anything, he's cut funding for our military readiness. He's stealing from the military. He's taking out of the military's budget in order to go fund this border wall. Uh, and in fact, that money that he's taken out has come from things like in my own home state, a firefighting station at the Air Force Base. So he's basically taking away firefighting capabilities that would protect our Air Force pilots who might um, have an incident. And he's taking away funding from the rifle range for the Illinois National Guardsmen so that they can maintain their readiness. He's sending troops to the border to sit around in the desert, by the way, thousands of miles from where these migrants are. Um, instead of going to training, he's also um, now uh, been supportive of deporting veterans who serve, uh, uh, who are green card holders. He's made it much more difficult for folks uh, in Iraq, for example, who served as translators and kept American military men and women safe. He's made it difficult for them to uh, come to the United States, even when they themselves are being hunted down as a result of their service to the military. So he's not done anything for our military other than degraded. So don't take credit for something that you didn't do. In April, President Trump banned transgender people from serving in the military because he says, quote, they take massive amounts of drugs, which President Trump claims is not allowed in the military. He has also cited the high cost of gender reassignment surgery. It's been a very confusing issue for the military, and I think I'm doing the military a great favor. Every general in the military said that transgender Americans serving the military do not cause a threat to the readiness. And in fact, our general said they should be allowed to serve. So who is he who's never worn the uniform and in fact is a draft dodger to counter the decision of generals, the advice of generals to say, actually, we need these people to serve. Duckworth also clashes with the Trump administration on dealings with Iran. Tensions have been on the rise ever since the president took office. They're not behaving. There are increasing tensions with Iran. Is the U.S. on a path to a real war? The U.S. has hit Iran with sanctions and the administration has withdrawn from a nuclear agreement that curbed Iran's nuclear program. Iran's leadership is fighting back and is threatening to stockpile uranium. We will break the sanctions with honor. Duckworth says that the escalating tension with Iran has been fueled by National Security Advisor John Bolton. I think that um, in that case, his administration is setting us up for a war with Iran. I think like many who have never served and many who avoided their own service, whether it was Dick Cheney or him or uh, the like, uh, he likes the idea of war. He likes to thump his chest as long as it's someone else's 
children that are serving and not his own. Um, I think that he set up the conditions. Uh, so M Mr. Bolton, who I think is the person who's actually behind many of these decisions, said there are two ways that would provoke American action against the Iranians. Number one, if they continue to develop nuclear weapons. But he doesn't mention the fact that he, we pulled out of the nuclear treaty, right. which now leaves Iran free right. to develop nuclear weapons right. because we pulled out of the treaty, which was something Mr. Bolton did. And then he said um, uh, would be if the Iranians attacked American forces first. And now he's going to try to send 120,000 troops towards Iran so, he's so that there's more Americans to be targeted. So I think it's never been a doubt that Mr. Bolton wants a war with Iran. He's been a warmonger for a very long time. And apparently he has Mr. Trump's ear and he's making those decisions for the president. They're baiting the Iranians for a war. Mm -hmm. And the, what they're using as bait are American troops. Senator Duckworth is fighting to reform how the military prosecutes and punishes harassment and sex crimes. Sexual assaults are on the rise, with more than 20,000 reports last year. Do you think the U.S. military have done enough to protect its personnel from sexual harassment? They've done a lot. They've made a lot of progress, but obviously it's not been enough. Obviously there's something wrong within the system, that despite everything that they, the military has tried, and despite everything that legislators like myself or Kristen Gillibrand or um, uh, Claire McCaskill have tried over the last 10 years, it's still a problem, and in many ways, it's worse than it was before. Why? I don't know. We don't know what this issue is, but one thing we do know is that uh, there still continues to be a problem with the military's judicial system as it pertains to sexual uh, harassment and sexual assault in the military. I don't see the same reports with other crimes in the military, but I do see it with the sexual crimes. So I'm now you know, uh, getting to the point where I do support moving the, the investigation, prosecution, decision-making, and all of those, uh, sentencing of those crimes out of the military judicial system, out from underneath the, out from underneath the commanders, um, the chain of command. You're also taking on McDonald on sexual <laughs> harassment. I so so both the military to one of the, the largest restaurant chains in America. Yeah. McDonald's is facing allegations of rampant sexual harassment of female employees. Senator Duckworth has teamed up with fellow senators, including Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, to demand a new sexual harassment protocol. What is the issue with McDonald's sexual harassment policies? Well, they have this great sexual harassment policy in theory on paper, but they don't actually implement it. And there have been rising numbers and reports of sexual harassment among McDonald's workers. And their response is one that I don't accept, which is, well, you know, we can implement these for our, the restaurants that are owned by, by our corporation, um, but most McDonald's restaurants are owned by franchisees. And because they're franchisees, we can't tell them what to do. We can't tell them you know, to give people $15 an hour. We can't tell them that they must follow these uh, sexual, anti-sexual harassment policies. And again, my answer to that is, what are you talking about? You tell them not to put three pickles on a hamburger, they can only put one pickle on a hamburger. So if you have the kind of power to tell them how many pickles to put on a hamburger, you certainly have the power to tell them, you know, not to discriminate and retaliate against women or victims of sexual harassment. The 2018 election brought in another group of groundbreaking women including the polarizing trio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Talib. The three women combined have received hundreds of threats. Senator Duckworth has served as an advocate for women in Congress. 
and has been monitoring their freshman year. In June, Representative Rashida Talib read a thread she had received in a Senate subcommittee. I was totally excited and pleased when I heard about 49 Muslims were killed and many, many more were wanted in New Zealand. This is a great start. Let's hope and pray that it continues here in the, in the good old USA. The only, only, the only good Muslim is a, is a dead one. Do you think this is because they are women, women of color, or there's something else going on? I think it's called politics of hate and, and isolation. And that's what those who oppose the work that they're trying to do, um, those are the tactics they use. And so we must remain united. We must say, you know, personal attacks are not acceptable. Death threats are not acceptable. Terrible comments made based on someone's race, religion, gender, identification, all of that, those are not acceptable. Unfortunately, you know, number one in doing all of this is our president. Um, and, and frankly, if you oppose someone, oppose them based on the work that they do, the legislation that they put forward, uh, uh, the constituent services they perform. But I do think that those who don't want progress uh, try to isolate the people that they are most threatened by. And I think they're very threatened by uh, these very vocal young members of, of the House of Representatives. 2020 election, uh, there's so many candidates on the Democratic Party, <laughs> there so are. many women. Is there anybody you're particularly excited about? I'm excited about everyone that's in the race, but what I want is a Midwesterner or someone from the center of the country somewhere on the ticket or in the hunt as long as possible. Because I don't think that as a Democrat that we win without talking to the middle of the country. We can't win without talking to the folks in the mountain states, and you certainly cannot win without talking to the industrial Midwest. And, and for all the candidates from the Midwest, is there anybody you're excited about? Well, you know, I had always, I've already said that I, I'm so excited that Amy Klobuchar is in the race, and of course Pete Buttigieg is um, uh, really tearing it up out there. So I want these folks to stay in the race okay. as long as possible. Yeah, fair enough. Senator Duckworth serves in a turbulent Congress. Trump is goading us to impeach him. That's what he's doing. Every single day, he's just like taunting, taunting, taunting. Divided over whether to hold impeachment hearings for President Trump. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to impeach. I just wish it was sooner than later. I know they want to impeach the president. I just don't think that's the agenda that America wants to see. To impeach or not to impeach. I think we need to gather more evidence, and I think we should have the hearings. Um, I think we should have um, access to all of the evidence that's out there. You know, the House has to decide whether or not to impeach. That's not in the Senate. But they need to have all the information and uh, for the White House to continue blocking testimony from their former White House counsel, from all of these folks, I think um, really is obstruction of justice in many ways. So I just don't think all the evidence is there right now. First and foremost, though, I think the American people just need government to work for them. They just need us to work together. They need the Senate to stop being a legislative graveyard, which is where we are right now, where all this wonderful legislation that's passing the House isn't even getting brought to the floor for a vote on here in the Senate. We need to pass an infrastructure bill. We need to be able to um, look at some sensible gun control legislation like universal background check, which, by the way, over 90 percent of all Americans support. So it's a bipartisan issue. Those are things we need to be voting on. Uh, uh, and let the investigations move forward. And if it, you know, when they get to a point where they have all the evidence, they can decide in the House, should we impeach or not? 
Well, let's, you mentioned gun control, so let's go to gun mm -hmm. control. Actually, recently there was a shooting in Virginia. It killed 12 people. So far in 2019, 150 people were mm -hmm. killed in mass shooting. Do you hold the NRA responsible for that? Very much so. I think the NRA, it's funny because I come from a family of marksmen. Yeah. Uh, my father was an elite shooting competitor and actually was a judge at World Shooting Championships and a lifetime member of the NRA. Wow. But the NRA drifted very far away from the NRA that he was a member of in the 70s. Um, back then, they actually um, were proponents for a uh, universal background check. They were proponents for universal training, an ID card for firearm owners, all of that. Ever since the gun manufacturers and ammunition manufacturers have taken over the NRA, it's really become a front for gun manufacturers and, and, and commercial entities that want to make money off of selling guns and bullets. Um, and I think that that's, you know, uh, not helping the American people. Senator Duckworth made a career out of serving the American people and has made American history in the process. She is the first congresswoman born in Thailand, the first disabled woman elected to Congress, and the first senator to give birth while in office. She and her husband welcomed their second child when the senator turned 50, and the senator made history by bringing the baby girl onto the Senate floor to vote. It was the first time that has happened in the 229-year history of Congress. Your personal life has been amazing, actually. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's deep. The incentives is not trying to be the first. Yeah. But the I wasn't first trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like people say, well, you were the first, yeah. first female double amputee from Iraq. It's like, I wasn't trying. <laughs> yeah. I think in my early life before I was wounded, it was just about being grateful for the opportunity. And, and I remember when the chance came for me to fly helicopters, I thought, all it takes, all they're asking me to do is to take an aptitude test to see if I'm good at flying helicopters. So what's there to lose? I might as well take the test. And then once I was wounded, every day that I woke up since the day I was wounded has been about gratitude. It has been about gratitude that I'm alive and gratitude to my buddies who saved me. You know, they thought I was dead. They thought they were recovering a body. But they, they went back and risked their lives to save me anyway. And so I don't want them to ever regret that decision. Yeah, I totally agree. Senator Duckworth, it's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Through Her Eyes. For more thought-provoking interviews, subscribe to our podcast. You can also watch the full video interviews on yahoonews.com.